You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Good Sunday evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffaugh. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Um, It's been a great weekend so far. Yeah, and we're celebrating a Wilson football victory from Friday night in dominant fashion. A huge, huge win. Could have been even bigger, but 63-7 over McCaskey. And we will recap that game, although honestly, Justin, there's not going to be a lot to say because everything went Wilson's way. Yeah, there's not a lot of dissecting. Yeah, there will be really, some cool things to point out. Sure, but, yeah. But um, not a lot of, other than the cool things not, to not point out. Not a lot out, to analyze. Not a, or, right, not a lot to break down. Or even game. fix. We're, we're not Coach Doms or, or the coaching staff that we have to nitpick maybe some minor issues That's here That's probably and there. good for everybody. I don't mean yeah. that for you, but I mean that for me. Like, it, it's good that I'm... Yeah. We don't, and we don't like to talk negative. Like, no. you, everyone, you should know us by now. We don't like to talk, dwell on negatives. And when you win 63-7, to 7, there's not a lot of negatives to go around. And like I said, I'm sure the coaching staff could say, you missed this block, you should have done this better, whatever. But that's not what we're here for. We are here to celebrate and celebrate what we are doing. And it has been a fantastic weekend and wilson got that started yes they did friday night so i i mean let's start out with some of the fancy things nine different bulldogs scored friday night which i don't scored touchdowns scored yeah scored touchdowns friday night uh and when we're talking about scoring in general actually 11 different bulldogs scored friday night we had nine uh young men score touchdowns and then we had two different players kick extra points right um, so I'm guessing both of those are Wilson records. Generally speaking, when you're scoring that many points, someone's usually getting at least a second one. Right. You know, I think about, about going back to 2016 when Wilson scored 68 against Lebanon. That was a team that had Iggy Reynoso on it. He scored multiple touchdowns in that right. game. So you're already eliminating that possibility. Wilson beat Ephrata in 2010. I think it was 63 nothing. Um, but I believe Rodney Gillen had multiple touchdowns in that game. So it's it's very hard to have that many people score touchdowns. And I'm guessing the 2022 team set a new Wilson record with the number of people to score touchdowns and then the number of people to score in a game in general. Very close to setting more records, and they clearly could have kept scoring uh, if they wanted to. I know there probably were some that were hoping they'd get another score to get to uh, 69 or 70 to set a new record. It's fun to set records, but you also want to be careful to not not look like you're being obnoxious. Um, yes. Which, you know, we don't ever want to do that. You're not trying to embarrass anyone. Um, McCaskey clearly is a team that is struggling, We and we knew that coming in. They lost 38 yep. to nothing to Redding. Uh, they've also had a few other lopsided losses throughout the year, and, and it's just and it's just tough. And you don't yeah. want to be um, accused right. of it, being unsportsmanlike. It, it's already tough. You don't need to make it unnecessarily right. more tough. And and, yeah. and clearly, Wilson didn't. There were backups in 
almost immediately. I saw right. some rotations already in the second quarter, and then absolutely once the second half started. Which is also something that's really nice on senior night. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. Know, um, makes that a little easier. Basically, anyone dressed, you were playing. Yeah. Like you got you got time. Some people really got cool. a significant amount of time. Uh, it was fabulous to see some of those guys, especially the seniors that don't get to play as much as they probably would want to, got a lot of time on Friday night. It's also awesome that it's towards the end, obviously, senior night is usually towards the end. Um, but, like, you've you've been grinding it out for so long now. You know, what? I, like, you know, it, it's one thing. Sometimes those opportunities present themselves, you know, week three, four, you know, stuff like that early in the season. But the, the mindset of the team can be just a lot different at that point in terms of, like, what, what you're still trying to figure out or all these different things. But to have that in week nine um, in – most likely the last home game, you know, like it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool thing um, with that regard. And, yeah. and I, it, it was, it was a successful night for Wilson. Yeah. 100%. It was, it was great all around and it, it was a wonderful evening. Unfortunately, yes, it probably was the last home game. It was nice to see the seniors get carried off the field by the underclassmen. It was also nice to see the team stick around and listen to the band perform there. Uh, their show. I believe it was the first time they did the entire show. And also yesterday was their sound panorama, which is their big yep. Um, yep. event. And we wish them the best of luck. It was fun to see the, the, the players out there uh, watching the, the band perform and yeah. then also stick around to hang out with uh, the senior, the newer senior tradition of they, this year, they called it most valuable bulldog, which you got to be a part I of. I did. That was uh, pretty cool. Uh, Obviously, a bit of a surprise. You don't you don't know that's coming, but um, it was cool. Just uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, that gets into a whole conversation. Um, but that that's a really cool experience. Um, you know, and I, I think I think the kids know it's a cool experience. But I think it's one of those things where down the road they'll even maybe in perspective a little bit more how much that means to their teachers. Um, that it, it was really cool. So that that was a fun experience. Um, and getting to see, um, for me, it, w- it was MJ. Um, so yeah. getting to getting to see MJ after the game and get a picture taken, stuff like that was was a lot of fun. And he's always a big special teams contributor, but he yes. had a lot of time on defense Friday night. And I got a really cool one of him almost getting a safety yeah, in the yeah. end zone. He just snuck through. Um, I believe him and, and Christian wrapped up. Um, I don't remember if it was um, the McCaskey quarterback or the running back just shy of uh, of not, the end zone. Not to so. pile on, but imagine if we had like two get like half sacks. I don't know that it was a sack, but like two half tackles and you like get credit for the safeties you know like to split up even more of uh, the the number of scores (laughs) yeah the number of people who forced the score yeah interesting it would have been very interesting but yeah um i don't even have the highlights unfortunately the game recap isn't available on huddle uh, which is disappointing so i can see if i can pull up the individual um individual film but jumping around while trying to do this show is uh is tough to do i wish uh i wish this recap was here but it is unfortunately not here um but yeah um you know looking at some of the things um it it was just it was a good night for the bulldogs and um like i said on senior night got to celebrate the seniors it was a good way to go out at home yeah absolutely and 
Um, I know leading up to the game and after the game, it was written by Jeff Reiner and Lancaster Online, Lancaster Newspaper, Lancaster Sports, and, and Mike Drago from MikeDragoSports.com, a sponsor of the Bulldog Hour. Yes. And we'll get to the rest of those. But, um, you know, about, about Wilson's streak and Wilson's tradition of uh, non-losing and winning seasons, which have not, we know we talked about it last week a little, but it was nice to see write-ups from, um, you know, just little burbs in their their preview or game stories about Wilson's ongoing tradition of excellence, you know, seasons, years, decades of excellence that the program has been able to attain. And it's something that always deserved to be mentioned and celebrated. And uh, we do that a lot around here. But, uh, you know, it's kind of become, you know, we don't think we want to be taken for granted, but it now comes to the point where, it only becomes a big deal when you reach a big number, it seems. Right. And uh, right. the team is getting close to that. Um, I think this was the 47th straight winning season. So, you know, three more seasons, you get to 50 straight years of winning football. Um, it's amazing. You know, we've seen some teams in the area have successful seasons and then they, they drop down. And, you know, that's just the, a natural the consistency like, of, of Wilson is just phenomenal. And I, that has to go to the coaching staff. Yes. The the just the well, buying in, the dedication and commitment. Yeah. Um it's one of those things where like players come and go, and that's just a natural progression. The coaching staff and staffs in this right. um reference, you know, are relatively stable and that's the constant. You know, so yeah, and there's some attrition and yeah, some changes yeah. here and there, but by and large, you look at the, the coaching staff, the way it's um, created and maintained, and you know, Coach Dobbs has been around for what 43, 44 years on Some, staff. Something crazy, uh, yeah. You know, Matt Bender's now there for tw- I think this might be his twenty fifth season. Uh, same thing with Ernie Walber, I believe this is his twenty third season. Um, Coach Peterson and LCD, little Coach Doms, are now here for a decade plus. Yeah, Coach Palm's been around. Coach a Palm, while, yeah, it's, yeah. Col- it's, I didn't even mention Jeremy. Yeah, he's been here since 2004. So, right. I mean, like, all those guys. The, the combined years is just astonishing. Right. You, you don't see that a lot of places. No, you don't. And uh, it's uh, commendable and uh, a huge, huge reason why Wilson continues to be where they're at. And in 2022, that's at 7 and 2 after the victory against McCaskey Friday night. And a big Week 10, Game 10, regular season finale Huge. coming up at Mannheim Township in Neffsville, unfortunately. That is the one we'll be previewing here at the end. But before we do that, let's take care of our house cleaning here. Just a little housekeeping and announcements that we like to do. We do want to thank and remind everyone that the Bulldog Hour is presented by Mays Sandwich Shop. And we want to thank my dad, Bill Mays, for the support of this show since the beginning and also i mentioned him already but mike drago and mikedragosports.com has supported us now for the last two years uh, since mike drago sports became a thing and mike has been very supportive of this show and wilson football in general and just burst county football basketball he did was able to do soccer last year i know he's got a lot um in the future coming up and just wants to keep uh covering high school scholastic sports throughout burst county and honestly, knocking it out of the park, covering every single game in the new LL Burks yeah, league with uh, 
uh, his him himself, his reporters, and then with uh, the guys down in Lancaster. So. Yeah, like selfishly, like I was such a huge fan when I saw that was going to happen. Um, and I hope it has worked out for both parties there that it would, that it would continue on. Um, I feel like it's a perfect marriage, you know, to have that just extended coverage for yeah. overlapping now because of the way the league is set up. I feel like it's, yeah, it's the, definitely the, something that's set up for success. The reciprocity uh, so, just right. it so just it, works. It goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So I hope it, I hope they are seeing that, you know, LNP and, uh, Mike, you know, I hope they're both seeing that uh, because obviously I would love to see that continue. But it, at least for the moment, I it's unbelievable. Great coverage. Uh, so in addition to uh, May Sandwich Shop and MikeGregorSports.com, I want to thank our individuals and families that are supporting us, including the Hop family, Andy Her, and our six anonymous donors. So appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the support this season and we still have a few weeks to go you know we we're guaranteed no. at least honestly maybe three at least three more shows because we'll have next week's recap right. we haven't talked about what's happening that bye week yet i mean we'll get to that i was insistent that we were going to do a show but the phillies are in the world series now so We'll see what's going on. Um, maybe things, we'll, things you did th- not think th- you were going to have to plan think I would around. ever have to worry about saying that while doing this show. Dude, your, because, your tweet about turning off Red Zone today was spot on. Like, right. If you would have thought – now, it was a perfect storm for me because the Eagles were on by. But if you were to say there was going to be a Sunday in October where I literally would not really honestly care too much about the NFL week this week, like I probably watched a total of – 20 minutes of football. Yeah, I watched it at the very beginning, you know, yeah, the first we'll one hour. So I was still on my way home today. So, like, I listened to some, but man, that Phillies came on and off we went. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's mind boggling. But yeah. also, my, and my Dolphins weren't playing either. Right. So they're playing. I'm right. sure many of you listening right now are Steelers fans. So you're about to hate me a little bit. But um, I hope you're, hope you're uh, miserable by the time this uh, night comes to an end because I need my Dolphins to win again. And I know there's a lot of Steelers fans around here. A lot of Steelers oh, fans. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> so are you uh, oh yeah i'm very aware i live in a household with them and uh yeah tonight's not a great i mean it's probably good that we're not able to butt heads right now uh because that's never fun as uh you are always aware of when the eagles and steelers it's play every every four years it's my nightmare we'll just I, wait for that Eagles steelers super dude, bowl we've talked about this at length on on our other show that is my nightmare that that is my nightmare because if i win I lose. Right. And if I lose, you lose. I lose. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It really is the worst case scenario. But yes. So I don't know if we'll have a show in two weeks' time. If we do, it might be a different day, different time. Just depends on what's going on with the fall classic. Um, and then we will have a show the next week, which would be hopefully a recap of a Wilson victory in the first round of district playoffs. We are. If we have a show in between there, that bye week on November 4th or 5th or whatever, that weekend, 4th, 5th, 6th, we will probably be previewing the entire district playoff field. We will take an entire episode here to dissect each and every team scenarios, how they played during the season, just to understand the other seven teams chasing a district title with with Wilson. 
I did not get to compute my estimated power rankings like I did last week. Just I wasn't around today, unfortunately, to do that. And it's a long process. It's not like a simple like, oh, I'll go enter the Wilson win. Right. No, I have to change like 40 or 50 different teams. Right. So, yeah, it's a long process. I did not get to do it. But I can pull up the uh, power ratings as they stand. And uh, again, officially after as we talked about last week, it's hard to predict some of the outcomes like CD East smoked Central Blowing Dolphin. the doors off Central Dolphin, which is not good for Wilson. No, it's not good for Wilson at all. That does not help us in our attempt. It also means Central Dolphin is not going to get the 500 this year. Right. Well, it's kind of what I was alluding to them, and, and honestly, I'll just say them and Mifflin. Right. Um, Mifflin, I think, had a streak of 18 consecutive winning seasons that right. is get, getting snapped this year. I feel like Central Dolphin should be right in that area, too. They've always have been very, very strong. Yes. But yeah, they're sitting at three and six after that. Well, I mean, they got beat up by their rival, their same school district yeah. rival that share they share the a field with. Yeah, thirty-five nothing. Just didn't see that coming. CD East no. had been struggling. Yeah, CD East well, was CD struggling. East, that was only their third win. Right. Got it in huge faction too. So as it stands here, I guess I should transfer transfer that over. But that long-winded way of saying we have a show next Sunday, October thirtieth right. at eight thirty. We'll recap the game against Manheim Township, which we're going to preview shortly. Then we probably will have a show that next weekend, and then we will definitely have a show um, the weekend of November 11th and 12th right in there. That would be the first round of district playoffs. And where are the power ratings right now? Well, if you're watching, you can see them on the screen. Central York is at number one, a hair in front of Hempfield, who did end up beating Cedarcrest on Friday, though it was close at halftime. It was 10 nothing, and entering the fourth quarter, it was 17 nothing. Uh, so no, uh, no Falcons miracle this year against the Black Knights. So Hemfield moves to seven and two and is in second place in the power ratings as it stands right now. Harrisburg at six and two. They did miss a game, so that is correct. They are six and two. Township, though, I don't. What a big surprise! They're not prepared and haven't entered their uh, <laughs> their uh, their game. They they should be sitting there at seven and two. Cumberland Valley, six and three. York William Penn, they did also miss a game, so they are there at six and two. There's Wilson at seventh at seven and two. And right now the last team in is Carlisle at five and four. So big week upcoming though, as Wilson at seven plays Manheim Township at four. And Harrisburg plays Central Dolphin. And with the way Central Dolphin has looked and played, that doesn't seem to be in any doubt of who's going to win that game. Hempfield travels to Redding, so if you'd like to be big Red Knights fans this week, uh, that is an upset you'd like to see. And Central York, I believe, has their big crossover game, well, not crossover game, but rivalry game in the York-Adams League with York-William Penn. So a 1-versus-6 matchup, a 4-versus-7 matchup, and a 3-versus-12 matchup, and I guess technically a 2-versus-15 matchup. Um so yeah, big big games all around. Everyone on the power ratings plays someone else on the power ratings here. I do not know who on the top of my head who Carlisle plays this week. Um but I, Wilson honestly has a big enough lead there that I don't think they're in danger of being right. passed by Carlisle or Dallas Town. Even if the Bulldogs would lose to Manheim Township this Friday, uh, Wilson I, may be securely set there in the seven. And I will run through the power ratings projections and see what comes up. But obviously a huge game because you got to beat those teams in front of you. And a win against Manheim Township could vault Wilson from seventh to fifth. 
I, right. I don't think we're getting to four. Sorry to burst those bubbles. That's why we kind of talked about when we mentioned senior night. That most likely was the final game at Gursky this season, at least unless something crazy happens right. in the playoffs. Well, you know, if you if you are able to climb a spot or two, you know, and then there's an upset in the first round, you could have the potential to host in the second round in the semifinals. Um, but yeah, like that's that's stuff we can't worry about. Um, the thing we need to focus on is that we're playing another really good team this week uh, in Mannheim Township. Who, what their two losses are to Hempfield and to um, Cumberland Valley. Cumberland Valley, and they <laughs> beat Harrisburg. Right. So yeah. So dancing oof. all around there. Right. Um. Yeah. So a lot on the table this week. Huge, huge game. What, one quick note. Um, I'm okay with the fact that State College is in the mid pen, but not in this list. Not in District Three <laughs> because yeah. they look. They tough. are nine and zero. Oh. They, they just, beat Harrisburg and Cumberland. They now. just and they beat them by two right, touchdowns. I don't think plus, they've lost. No, they're nine and zero. Oh. Right. So that's District Six problem, which well, I think and, also becomes District Seven's problem before they would even get to the right. District Three champ. Yeah. If we have to face State College, it's that is very a good. Good problem. Very for good sign. Yes, yes, absolutely. So if you see Wilson State College, it was a good year. Yes, it was a good yes. year. So. Let's just kind of put a bow on the McCaskey game, though, here. Uh, just go over some of the statistics because they were kind of kind of wild. I uh, already yeah. mentioned uh, nine players scoring touchdowns, 11 players contributing points, both program records. Uh, six through three, seven doesn't set any records, you know, close to uh, if they one more touchdown would have set a couple of records, I believe, uh, at least a new individual um, Wilson record for most points scored in the game. I, it, it sits at 68, and that was set against Lebanon uh, in 2016. But overall, Wilson just in dominant fashion, 15 first downs to McCaskey's five. Wilson rushed for 289 yards, only needed the pass for 87 yards. But when passing, Wilson was six for eight, so getting it done at, uh very efficiently total offensive yards 376 McCaskey got to 119 but again a lot of that was done in the second half and honestly in the fourth quarter because even the the seniors and the backups that came into play they played very well in the third quarter yeah and that's two weeks in a row we saw an impressive showing from that group so excellent uh done by them on both offense and defense didn't necessarily get to punch it in anymore but they moved the ball yeah and the defense was able to stop him at times. But then as a, as we moved down the depth chart and the, the night got a little bit later, McCaskey was finally able to break through and get that one touchdown very late. It was under two minutes to play in the game when McCaskey got the score. Uh, but doing things on special teams, again, second week in a row, special teams looked really good. Yeah. So obviously we know teams are kicking away from Cam Jones. Why wouldn't you? He's scoring at an 83% clip. And punt returns, which is mind-boggling. He, when he's gotten the opportunities, he's scored 83% of the time. He's five for six, which just doesn't happen. Like, that's no. not a real – that seems like an unreal stat. No. Yeah, that it's amazing. So what do you do? Well, Wilson adjusted, put a second man deep on punts. That was Eddie Case. And all he did this week was score a touchdown on a punt return. And – Didn't to, get caught this time. No, he didn't. <laughs> to start the game – our player of the game for this effort 
got Wilson on the board immediately. So they didn't kick to Cam Jones on the opening kickoff. McCaskey went to Makai Cooper, and all he did was return it 88 yards for a touchdown to put Wilson up 7-0 eight seconds into the game, I believe. So courtesy uh, of the Ben Rada extra point. And it did not slow down from there for a while. No, it did not. Wilson was up 35-0 at the end of the first quarter. That was another attempt at a record. I don't think they're actually trying, but I was thinking there, sitting there thinking, if they get to 42, I believe that's a new record for points scored in the quarter. Uh, Cleveland Harding broke through, and I thought he was going to get it on what would have been probably the last play of or second to last play of the first quarter, but was tackled at like the 20 or so. And then the clock ran out on the first quarter and didn't have that chance. So we tied a record for points in a quarter, 35. And it's happened a bunch that Wilson has scored 35 points in a quarter a few times, including earlier this year against Reading. Right. I know for the fact off the top of my head, they did it against Penn Matter in 2015. One of the things that sticks out to me now is how long 35 point quarters take. Like <laughs> they take a long time. Yeah. Well, the first half took what an almost an hour and a half or something like that to play an hour and 20 minutes it was a very long half and then the second second half went by quickly because of the uh running clock but um just circle back around the kickoff was returned by makai cooper and he's getting our player of the game for this week for that effort that's awesome when you kick start the game like that uh we feel like that's the place to go and i know it's a shock because it is an odd numbered week so that was always penciled in for cam jones and he could have gotten it because he scored a touchdown he was Uh, he had a really nice reception too that i thought he was gonna make zigzag his way through the defense and score uh so he looked good again but yeah we're going with makai cooper this week uh to get wilson started on the right foot so congratulations to makai on a great game and uh, really all the Bulldogs, and you can just go down the list. Uh, Cleveland Harding had three carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown, which the one was a 50-yard touchdown. And I think that was that the first offensive play of the game for Wilson? Yes, we were up 21 nothing when we had run one play. So um, actually the big star in terms of carries and, and yardage was uh, freshman Corral Akings. He had eight carries for 70, 74 yards and a touchdown, which was, I believe, his first varsity touchdown. So congratulations to him. Uh, Adam Woods, the the backup quarterback behind Tommy Hunsaker, he carried the ball three times for 56 yards, including a 30-yard yes. touchdown run from him, his second in a row. Right. He had one last week against Penn Manor. And I mentioned Cam Jones, 33 yards and a touchdown. Tommy Hunsaker also had one carry for 15 yards, and he scored. So right there, five rushing touchdowns from the Bulldogs. And then uh, a few more guys got to carries, including Pat Donato, Evan Gruber, Christian Duarte Diaz, Manzanilla, and Aliza. So a bunch of guys getting in uh, on the rushing stat sheet. But then passing-wise, we had three quarterbacks attempt passes. Tommy was 5 of 4 for 61 yards and a score. That one went to Austin Velukovic. Beautifully thrown ball. Great catch by Austin. Pat Donato was 2 for 2 for 26 yards and a touchdown. And his touchdown went to Evan Gruber, the senior, making a fabulous catch in double or triple coverage in the back corner of the end zone. That was um, a great throw, I, great catch. A great throw, great catch. I wish I was on that side yeah, of the end zone because yeah. I was way on our side, and then it happened on the McCaskey side. So I got pictures of it, but it's zoomed in. It's kind of grainy. But, man, he made a fabulous catch. And great. I love to see seniors get touchdowns like that. It's well, always and, a and, lot of fun. And to make plays like that, to get your touchdown, that that's exciting. Yes. Um, Adam Woods did attempt one pass. So three Wilson Bulldogs attempted passes again. Six for eight, 87 yards, two touchdowns uh no receiver made more than one catch so the six <laughs> catches all went to different guys cam jones evan gruber jackson wagner austin velukovich dominic delgado and brady klein all hold held 
hauled in a reception and Gruber and Velukovic got the touchdowns. Uh, we did see one punt, but that was by sophomore Christo Hunsaker. It wasn't by uh, Tommy or earlier in the game. It was when the game was well in hand. Um, one interception this week, a defensive yes. play right before halftime by Ethan Addison. Uh, got his hands on a ball. It was uh, cool to have him right in front of the Wilson bench. It did, and everyone was super excited. Yeah. That was probably the most fun aspect of the game Friday night is seeing how excited everyone on the sideline was whenever anyone made a play. Right. You know, because you're seeing, the like we said, some seniors that d- don't get a lot of playing time or some reserve guys that are more like JV guys that haven't made the next step to varsity. Everyone was playing, and any time a big play happened on offense, defense, special team. Everyone was super engaged and excited to see him, which yeah. is celebrating. So it was a lot of fun. It was a great, uh, it was a great one Friday night for uh, for senior night. So I do have a photo album up from the game, obviously, and also senior night. Unfortunately, um, my camera did suffer a malfunction during senior night festivities. I had to quick run over and and make a change with the camera, and I did, I believe, miss at least one, if not two, families. So I apologize for that. Not much I could do about it. I tried to fix things quickly and get back over there, but thankfully, uh, Willie Copeland was there. Right, right. Uh, so crisis averted. First of all, you should be going to him first every time because willie's amazing so contact willie copeland if you would like senior night photos of football and cheerleading um but you can certainly get an idea of what you would be getting from willie by looking through my album um and i post them the links to all those on uh, social media on wilson bulldogs and wilson bulldogs football so you can find all those there all right justin anything else to say about the game against no it was it was good to see and like you kind of said in part, what goes into Makai's performance was uh, setting the tone right away, you know, to be able to go out. Um, that's a game where we knew what what should happen, um, but it's a whole different thing to go out there and actually make it happen. And uh, to be able to do that was huge. Um, and now it's get back to work because you've got a big game this week. Um, and don't believe it's like last year where, you know, looking back, it was, oh man, we had to win that game to get in. Um, don't think that's the case this year unless some really crazy things were to happen. No. Right. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. However. But you want to go in with a win. You want to go in with a win. You want to beat good teams. Um, you want to, like, put yourself in in the best position possible and having, coming Putting things together and getting a good win this week would be a big step into getting that momentum, especially because you're going to have to sit on it a week, you know? So, like, you don't want that bad taste in your mouth for two weeks right. leading into that playoff game. Um, so, let's let's make sure we're ready to go um, because, yes, everything was clicking against McCaskey, but um, probably going to be – a a bit more resistance this week. Um, So just making sure you've, you are doing your job, not trying to do too much. And again, I know it's a whole different animal, but being able to see everyone do their job against McCaskey, it takes that kind of effort. Yes. It's obviously going to be different when you're playing against township, but it, the idea is the same. Everybody needs to be, be ready to step up, be ready to do their job. And, um, as a team, go out there and earn the victory. I'll be interested to see, you know what, 
we're going to dive into a Manham Township preview right here because we're, we're done talking about McCaskey. It's yeah. time to, to move on, turn the page, and look ahead to game 10. And I'd be interested to see what defensive coordinator Ernie Wolbert draws up for this because Manham Township has become, I don't want to call them one-dimensional because they still try to run the ball, but they're very pass-heavy offense. Yes. And we saw this week against McCaskey, Wilson's defense was primarily in a, a 3-4 uh, with four linebackers, four defensive backs to kind of offset the the speed that McCaskey presented with their their spread offense, the the first group absolutely shut down both phases of the McCaskey mm-hmm. game. Um, obviously, Township's going to be a lot more of an issue, but Hayden Johnson is a fantastic quarterback. I believe he's only a junior too. Uh, the Blue Streaks quarterback. He's been. He feels like he's been there for a while. But uh, he'll be back again next year. But Wilson's got to take care of him this year first. So this Friday, October 28, Wilson goes to Mannheim Township, play in Neffsville for the 53rd meeting with the Blue Streaks. Wilson leads the all-time series 39-12-1, and and the Bulldogs have won the last two, winning both in 2020 and 2021. Uh, Wilson won last year at very rainy Gursky on senior night, 21-14 on October 29th. Manine Township's last win was at Gursky on September 27, 2019, by a score of 30 to 14. The Blue Streaks are led by head coach Mark Evans. He is in his 11th season, believe it or not, already with the Blue Streaks. And uh, he has uh, certainly turned that pro- program around to be a, a foe. Every yeah. season. Uh, it, yeah. it took a few years for them to get rolling, but I'd say 2016, yeah, once, they really had a breakthrough. Once, right, once, you got the, once you got the system really kind of up to speed, whew, yeah, they've... Yeah, they've been the number one. They've been the number one team. The right. number one thorn in Wilson's side has been the Blue Streaks by and large, uh, and they're having another very successful uh, season. They, they were 6-4 uh, and four in the regular season last year, ended up 6-5 and five overall. They lost to Central York in the first round of the playoffs, um, and you remember Wilson beat Central York the very next week. Um, this year, they are 7-2, and two, just like Wilson, losing in Week 1 to Cumberland Valley by 4, and losing to Hempfield in Week uh, 5 by 3, 17-14. to 14. Uh, since that loss to Hemfield, they've beaten McCaskey fifty-five to six, Cedarcrest forty-two to fourteen, Reading forty-nine to fourteen, and just this past week, Penn Manor thirty-five to thirteen. And we'll welcome in our Bulldogs this Friday. So you heard me mention quarterback Hayden Johnson, uh, but they're also led by um, another Clancy, Declan Clancy, running back, linebacker, offensive lineman, and linebacker, Austin Day. Now, normally this is where I would mention Nick Good, but unfortunately he did suffer an an injury and I believe is out for the season for them. He was their lead back going into this season. Uh, They have a couple good receivers in Landon Kennel and Charlie Kingsbury uh, and a few defensive standouts in Jake Lawback and especially defensive end Eli Rodriguez, who is a move-in from Lancaster McCaskey, and he is – he just looked really good for the Blue Streaks this year. So those are the, the names to look out for. But Manheim Township, again, the biggest hurdle left for the Bulldogs this season. And it will set the stage for the district playoffs, what happens in this game. Wilson's got to climb up to uh, at least six, if not five, with a win over Township should and should send Township down. And now we're talking about who are you playing in in the first round? And honestly, 
I don't know how much seeding is going to matter other than if you have host the game or not. Right. Yeah. We, we've been talking about it since early on in the season. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Like even, even if you looked at them as they are now, which we know is not anywhere near the, the finalized thing. Um, any of those teams like Carlisle, even though the record I think is at five and four right now, like mm-hmm. they have some decent wins this year. Um, and, you know, I don't think there's anybody who's like, yeah, that's who we want. You know what I mean? Right. And I would say the same teams are probably thinking that the same thing at, uh, at Wilson at seven. Like people have got to be thinking, you're telling me Wilson is the seven seed? You know, like, I don't, right. don't want that. No. You know, with their losses to Hemfield, who's having a great year, and Roman Catholic, who's having a good year. I did, didn't see how Roman Catholic did this week, but they've been doing very well. It's a good question. Should have looked that up. Uh, um, but yeah, Mifflin struggling, Central Dolphin struggling, Martin Luther King struggling. The only team of, of substance in the, uh, Wilson's not only schedule, Roman Catholic, and you know, Wilson didn't win that game. Yeah, so. if you want to talk about like why, we, we kind of talked about some of these things before, but a down year for They beat Wilson. LaSalle College I, High School 31 to 14. Wow. A down year for, yeah, but I was glad to see Abdul Carter, LaSalle grad, um, have a good weekend. Um, but seeing guys, or like seeing like Mifflin down year, Central Dolphin down year, all those things go into um, Wilson being at seven, you know? So, but like you said, there's still some movement to be had, especially if you can get a win uh, this week. Yeah, uh, and I had mentioned Carlisle earlier. They beat Altoona this past week, twenty-four to fourteen, and they finished with CD East, who you know I would say that should be a Carlisle win. But again, with what CD East just did to Central Dolphin, maybe that'll be a bigger test for Carlisle. Right. I, I but, don't, I don't know. Like, Carlisle also beat Cumberland Valley, right? Like that was the big one that shook things up last right. last week that we talked about. Um, you know, they, they played tough against York William Penn in the game that over 100 points were scored. Yeah, that game was nuts. That was an offensive shootout. Um, and, yeah, and they upset Cumberland Valley just a, a week plus ago. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, Wilson doesn't like to go to Mannheim Township. Things have not always gone our way down in Neffsville. Lost there twice in 2017, the first one ending the LL section a win streak that Wilson had going on, which ended at 68 consecutive wins against LL1 opponents. And then just a few weeks later, Wilson went back there and lost again. Um, if you just look at the scoreboard, the, those games, especially the first one, weren't that close. But that right. second game, that playoff game, was in that was very was close. was very close. Despite I believe it may have been a ten plus point loss, but it, it's one of those things where at the end you're just trying and trying and trying. Right. And usually, when you try too hard, you end up giving away some points that in a normal game setting you wouldn't have given away, but. Wilson always plays tough and is in a hard out. So is Manheim Township. That's what they've become. Uh, all due respect to Mark Evans and the staff out there because, I mean, that that has been Wilson's main opponent here now until George Eager took over at Hemfield. Right. So now we've gone from Wilson kind of owning things for the better part of a decade to a two-headed race between Wilson and Manheim Township, and now all of a sudden there are three horses in that race. And Hemfield is – a game away from winning that section one title outright. All they have yeah. to do is beat Redding because they've already clinched a share. Right. So it'll be interesting, not just how this season finishes, but how the next few years go. Right. You know, there's always an oscillation. And that's why we come back around to Wilson's streak of consecutive winning and non-losing seasons. You look at any of these programs and there's up and down years. Like yep. it's hard to 
consistently win at the level that Wilson has done for the better part of five decades. It, it's it's just amazing. But Township and Hempfield are here right now, and they got to take care of uh, the Blue Streaks this coming Friday. Yeah, there's it'd be interesting because. Um... You know, I, I think I think it's safe to say like the two best teams on on our schedule were Hemfield and Roman Catholic. Um, you know, and and both of those were losses. Now the Roman Catholic one, we, we've addressed that enough this year. That that is what it is. You know, like what are you going to do? The Hemfield one, I feel like Hemfield played very well. Um, I think Wilson has a lot of what ifs on that game. Um, but like you know, they've they've obviously moved on. We talked about that last week after the Penn Manor game. They talked about how they had moved on and you know just kind of handle their business now. But all right, Township is probably the third best team we're going to face so far. You know, yeah. and so what what do you what have you got? Um, yeah, and, um, let's yeah. see. We're going to see where we're at. Unfortunately, um, I mean, it was pointed out by um, you know the Hempfield fans leading up to the game against them that we hadn't beaten anyone of any substance, and yeah. honestly, it sits there. It's still kind of true. Right. Like, we've taken care of business against the team we should have beat, but we've struggled against the better teams. Right. Roman Catholic is uh, that was a juggernaut. I don't know. Right. There's nothing. Uh, I'm not sure how much would have like, could have changed. They they, right. they have so much. Division one talent on that right. team. It was always going to be a, a tough, tough matchup. Right. A hard that was going to be a hard out, a, a hard game to get a victory. But Hemfield's one. You're like, we can easily win that game. We should have won this game. You know, that's what that's what Wilson is thinking. We should have won this game. So now you got a chance to prove that you are better than some of these teams that are in front of you in the power ratings right now. And they very well could have a rematch with Hemfield on the horizon too. To Prove the point of what we're all thinking is we are better than Hempfield. Right. And right. no better place to do that than the playoffs where you get to keep playing and send them home. Right, exactly. But you have to earn it. You have to earn that spot. And and that starts with you know, this week. Right, exactly. So um, handling your business this week against Mannheim Township, because well, we saw a few years ago, and, you know, because I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, a potential rematch with Hempfield at some point. And I think it was with Mifflin. And that was the year Wilson and Mifflin both lost in the semifinals of districts and didn't get to play in the, like in the final, it was probably back in the 4A situation. I think it was Mifflin. But um, like, no, we won and they lost. Oh, okay. Okay. But like, that was the, year, but you know what I mean? Like it was one of those where that was 20, actually that was 2014, the year that Wilson came back in epic fashion and right. won in the season opener against Mifflin. And then everyone thought we were bound to play them again. Right. I believe it was 2014, but Central Dolphin beat them, I believe, right. in Shillington. And Wilson ended up playing Central Dolphin, led by freshman Micah Parsons, in the uh, in the District Three 4A championship at Hershey. And Wilson ended up winning that one that game against Central Dolphin, 21 to 10. Wilson beat Central Dolphin twice that season. I think that was the year that, that right. we're thinking about that, that 2014 year. Um, could have maybe also happened in 2013. Wilson lost in the semifinals right. to Lower Dolphin. I don't remember where Shil where Shillington, where Mifflin was that year. But Wilson blitzed Shilling. Why am I doing that? <laughs> Wilson blitzed Mifflin 38 to seven to start the 2013 season. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. You know, I think there's lots of fans who would like to see that. I don't know how much 
well, I mean, I feel like, you know, we were on the wrong end of it. So I feel like our guys would love that opportunity. But like we said, there's a lot of work to do between now and then. Um, Cause you don't want to look, worry about something that might not even happen when you know the township game this weekend is going to happen. So, right. So handle well, your business. I, I didn't run last week when I did this with two weeks to play, I had Wilson winning against McCaskey. And if they beat township, I have them moving up to five and our likely opponent would be Cumberland Valley because as it stands now, central York's one Hemfield's two Harrisburg's three townships four. But if we beat township, they'll drop down. We will jump up. Um, you know, cause they'll be seven and three and we'll be eight and two. And though that's a very important win for us, despite our strength of schedule, we will jump up over them. Now they may only slot down from four to six, but we will be in front of township, uh, with a win over them, uh, this Friday. I'm fairly certain on that probability. Um, York William Penn plays central York. I definitely expect central York to win that game. So that's another team in front of Wilson that, that could possibly lose and that would be a huge difference in the power rating especially because york william penn isn't playing 10 games they're only playing nine games so that opportunity to win another one was taken away from them by not having a full schedule carlisle is already behind wilson if wilson wins you're not dropping behind them right so wilson is only going to move up with that win against township i think they're going to move up to five how the four teams in front of them are slotted. If they all win, I don't think much is going to change. So if Central York beats York William win, Central York's one. If Hempfield beats Reading, Hempfield should be two. Harrisburg beats Central Dolphin, they should be three. And as long as Cumberland Valley doesn't suffer a defeat this week, which I don't recall who they play. They play Altoona. So um, Cumberland Valley plays Altoona, District 6, so it doesn't... um, Right. Altoona doesn't matter in the picture here, but it matters only for Cumberland Valley. If Cumberland Valley wins and we beat Manham Township, Cumberland Valley moves to four. I, I, I think I, I, I think with a win and nothing crazy happening, Wilson is going to Cumberland Valley for right. the first round of playoffs. That's my expectation. Okay. So I, I think one thing to keep an eye on, and I, I don't expect them to win, like, but I, uh, William Penn and Central York, like, because William Penn's offense is dynamic. What can they turn that game into a shootout? Because if, if they can turn it into a shootout, they've got a chance against anyone, you know, like I'd say that any week. Um, Now I don't know how they stop the other teams, but yeah, they have, but but if it turns into a shootout, you never know, you know, a fumble or an interception or just, who gets the ball last, you know, like yeah. that kind of it thing. Really, like, it really could be um, just like that, you know? So we, we saw it earlier, like, and I don't, I haven't followed Woodland Hills, but like they went toe to toe with Woodland Hills, you know, they, they've had some, they've been, they're tested this year. Yeah. Um, oh, they've, yeah. They've had a so lot of, a lot of good close it, games. They played Hemfield really that, close. That could throw a wrench in things. Just that, that was kind of the point, just because you'd have a, a lower half team in the th- bracket beating the current number one seed. So it might, it central York probably wouldn't drop out of the top four, but that could throw a wrench into Wilson's plans. Yeah, if, I if just, they were to beat them, I, I, think, I don't think they, I think central though. York's going to win that game by three touchdowns, honestly. And, that, yeah. and that's fair. That's I think fair. central York is still, even with sh- the re- loss of Bo Pribula, right. Pribula, I, they've kind of shown that they're the team to beat. They're reloading there. They're, they are, they're the team in York Adams that has stepped up and finally say, Hey, we can go to toe to toe with these other district three right. teams from, you know, LL, Burks and, and mid Penn. Right. And that's that's what they've become at Central York. And they're gonna go into this this postseason as the number one. And then should it things play out, 
the way I had them, again, this is all with a Wilson win Friday. Things could change. But if Wilson wins Friday, they're five. Go to Cumberland Valley. Should you win that game, you got to go back to Central York for a second straight year. Them very much aware of what happened last year. So, um, yeah, I, I it, things could play out exactly like last season where Wilson has to win two games on the road to then probably go to Harrisburg <laughs> for the district championship. Um, so, hey, maybe the second time will be a charm, but – um, also, just as a reminder for everyone out there that Harrisburg has directly or indirectly ended Wilson's season every single season since 2018. So um, uh. this could be a sixth straight year, if depending on how the playoffs shake out. But that's a lot of uh, not. future prognostication and looking into crystal balls because first thing Wilson needs to take care of is the blue streaks this Friday night in Nesville. That's the big one. It was uh, circled on everyone's calendar. Unfortunately, Hempfield threw a wrench in the plans to make it the de facto section championship game, which it was last year. Right. And Wilson came out top in wet, disgusting conditions at Gursky. This time, it let's was avoid raining the... so hard the back wall of the press box got wet. <laughs> like, well, because it was blowing through the window. After senior night pictures, I noped out of there and came up and photographed it from the booth because That's I right. was like, my That's camera right. is going to get destroyed if right. I stay out. In because it elements. wasn't just rain. It was, it was, win- it was raining sideways. And pouring. And uh, Sean Dendel had that amazing catch. Yes. Oh, yes. man. Yeah, yes. that was great to so, win that game. Arguably saved the season. Yeah. And Brad Hoffman. He, he was there on Friday Jones night, show. by the way. Yeah, Sean, yeah. We Sean talked to Sean yeah. after yeah. the game. Yeah. So great. A lot of fun. So, yep. Appreciate everyone's efforts. At senior night, both on the field and off of it, great atmosphere to recognize the senior players and cheerleaders and also the uh, most valuable Bulldog program, which I believe um, Matt Citrone and the uh, his students will have a video up about that in so. the coming weeks. I know it takes yeah. some time for them to edit that. So I'll make sure to share that when it is available because it's cool. Last year, they handed out the jerseys. And this year uh, went a little bit different and kind yeah. of rebranded the program as the MVB, the most valuable bulldog, but still giving out to um, important uh, right. And they, they expanded, so it wasn't just football this year, so right? Like, yeah, yeah, they went around, um, which is cool. So yeah, a lot more people got involved. Very cool um, for them to do that. Very fun. And again, congratulations on being selected by yeah, thank you. by MJ. Thanks so, to MJ. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you, MJ. So uh, yeah, awesome. And we saw you know, Kiernan was picked. Uh, Coach Wolver was picked. Um, there's a whole a whole bunch of people involved uh, with these uh, student athletes. So. Se- quick separate note, but still f- kind of going back to the McKesky game. Um, some of the uh, special needs classrooms, they had students there, um, and they had them kind of sitting in an, in a designated area, uh, you know, to help kind of with some of the sensory uh, issues and things that that can be there. But um, one of them got to go out. Uh, with yes, um, for the coin toss, and th- there's so much crossover there um, between guys on the team who either volunteer or some have their internships in some of those classrooms and things like that. Um, it's just it's really cool to see. That's not necessarily new. That, that event may be new this year, but like that uh, relationship between the team and um, helping and being in those classrooms um, has been going on for a while. Uh, so that was that was. Just another cool thing to see, right? Cool One aspect, senior night, sure. um, it, it's it's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. I'm scrambling to see if I can pull up the picture and, and pull this off. Yeah, here we go. Um, so just uh, I, I saw at one point, um, 
when Cam scored his touchdown, he also yes. turned and pointed over yes. to all of them watching. Yeah, so it was down in that corner. It was too. very cool. Like, yeah, right in, right in front of them. So, uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to have the student out there for the coin toss, hanging out, everyone having a good time. Um, really, really awesome event. Very, very well done uh, once again. So, yeah, cool. Just it was just a cool night. It was it was a cool cool night uh, all around, and everything just went well. Um, yeah, it was just. It was good. It was fun. I, you yeah. know, I talked about the seniors getting carried off and everything. Um, just got to see that. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was and cool. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it last year because if it was raining, like everyone was just kind of like trying to get out of the way. Right. It uh, so hard. Don't want to. Uh, don't want to be on the field anymore. But a lot of uh, a lot of cool moments and cool memories as uh, the underclassmen carry off the seniors to wrap up the uh, the senior night festivities so there's our player of the game makai cooper and uh rafael fernandez who had a had a good game yeah. as well and uh yeah it's just uh fun very fun so yeah that's, that's cool yeah so those are all available in my in my album as well so yeah oh there you go here there we go that's yeah. a, there's your MJ and his MVB. Look at that. Yeah, there we go. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so very cool. Uh, hopefully they do something like it uh, again next year. Whether yeah. or not it's the exact same thing, I don't know. But now two years in a row, the seniors got to uh, spotlight a uh, a teacher or uh, a, an adult in the from the Wilson School District that has uh, meant a lot to them. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, uh, anything else? McCaskey Township, uh, Wilson football playoffs anything to to add here as we wrap up uh, episode 15 um no just kind of like handle your work um you know make, make sure you're you're ready to go for friday night you know you're going to get a great shot from township um oh yeah they'll be uh, ready where so they're sitting at five currently they're at four okay so they're at four so they're this looking at huge right they're looking at them. a home game like yes you know, and and they're looking for you know they're kind of in the same spot or a similar spot where we are, you know, a couple tough losses to really good teams. You know, they have that win against Harrisburg. Right. Um, they're going to be ready. They, there's a lot on the line for them. There's a lot on the line for Wilson. It's 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 going to be that classic matchup, or at least you would think. It's not for the section title, most likely, but it it is going to be an interesting. Um, an interesting matchup in in Nashville. So uh be ready. Be ready. Yeah, they're sitting at four, and that again is without their most recent win, wasn't even added. And right, I, I don't right. remember off the top of my head how close they were to three, but you throw that win in, and then if they would beat Wilson, right, they could possibly even move up to right. three. I don't know if that will happen. Again, I'll have to run some of these scenarios now that we're only one week away. But a huge game for Township, too to get to an eighth win, to stay at four, if not move to three in the power ratings, and host another game in Nesville in the playoffs and make Wilson most likely have to go to Landisville and play Hempfield in the first round. That's what I think would happen. Should Wilson lose Friday to Mannheim Township, I think Wilson's going to drop the seven and then be forced to play Hempfield in the first round on the road. Right. 
Well, so let, well, it, it's all going to play itself out, right? One game at a time. Exactly. I know the coaches are probably mad that we're talking so much about the playoffs, but right. honestly, there wasn't too much to talk about from the game Friday night, so we had to fill it in somehow, and we're still going to end a few minutes early. So I apologize. We're going right. to shortchange you all by about four minutes. Right. So I'm, I'm blaming Justin. We're just going to pretend that it's his fault. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you rushing to see your Dolphins. Right? <laughs> That's right. I don't even know if I they're know, winning. I know. You haven't even checked I once during the show. I've checked twice, but you haven't even checked once and I I'm just, it's just fun. I haven't. No, I'm just still one other real quick thing. Wilson related, not Wilson football related, but uh the Wilson girls oh, field yes. hockey team won the county championship and um I know a bunch of the ladies on the team that's awesome. I'm really happy for them. Yeah, I'm really super cool. thrilled for them. It was awesome. I texted that to you last yeah, night you as did. I saw um Paul Roberts mention it. Uh, he was there. He he covered a bunch of stuff including the soccer yes, championships yes. as well. I would have loved to have been there to photograph the girls. It's just so tough during football season. The game also ended at 10 o'clock. <laughs> the, the girls, unfortunately, did lose to Y missing in, I think, double overtime. Yeah, with like three minutes left. And both overtime. teams are also right. still very young, so both teams yes. could be back yes. there very, next year. So congratulations to the girls' soccer team, uh, Berks County runners-up. Congratulations to the field hockey team, Berks County champs. I know everyone was pointing out it had still their first county championship since 2010. I'm like, that's great and all, but they won a state title right. in 2019. Right. So I think, and they've won at least one, well, and, if not multiple district three what, titles. What tends to get overlooked then. is Twin Valley has had some good teams in and, that stretch. And Oli Valley. And Oli is like <laughs> one of the, one of the other elite programs. Like Wilson yeah. is an elite. program. They just have a graduate that's lighting it up for Penn State right now. Right, and and Oli is an elite program. So like, yes, they're a smaller school, but it it you you don't get it that if you don't understand yeah. like where Oli is on that hierarchy of uh, of. Uh, PA field hockey. Yes. So, uh, well, South Central, Southeastern Pennsylvania. And well, actually, from like the Allentown area, because you got to throw Emmaus yes. in there. Yeah. And down through like Berks County and into the Lancaster Lebanon. Like, right. Field hockey mecca. Like, yes. It's incredible yes. the, the amount of talent that comes out from this area in field hockey. But yeah, congratulations to Coach Underwood and the yes. field hockey staff and, and student athletes. Excellent job. And also, one of my, one of my uh, students gave me an actual, like, a uh, a little tutorial, like crash course on uh, field hockey rules the oh. other day. So, so <laughs> yeah, I would need that course. Yes. No, oh, it was actually very beneficial. Well, so. yeah. When I went to the state championship game to photograph, literally, I have how many hundreds of thousands of Wilson football pictures? What's the picture on my monitor? Right. It's the picture of um of Emily hitting em- Emily, hitting. It's the Emily Horace right. Um, shootout field hockey goal to win the state championship because it may be the best picture i've ever taken (laughs) right and it will never it'll never not be here in some form because if it's not on my monitor it's It's hanging up right on the wall it's hanging up right over there with the other football pictures um but yeah the last thing i do want to say wilson related and then we are getting out of here is the girls volleyball team is in the county championship uh, against twin valley i believe it is twin valley they just beat exeter 3-0 and they play tomorrow night at Wilson. Wilson right. is hosting the game because they were the number one seed. Um, they've won – they at least won it last year. They might have won it the last I, two. I feel like last year was the first year they won okay. it. Okay. Um, maybe they I were the like runners-up two I years I think ago. they might have beat Exeter last year. Yeah. Well, Exeter, Exeter had been the dominant But Exeter program. had won it the year before. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. So Exeter so. had been the dominant program. Wilson has taken that mantle last year winning the counties. Now this year the chance to go back-to-back – taking on Twin Valley at Wilson tomorrow night, I think at 7. I could be wrong on that. Check wilsonsdathletics.org 
and I'll try to put stuff out on the Wilson Bulldogs athletic site that I run on Facebook. But if you can go to the Wilson gymnasium tomorrow evening and watch Wilson Bulldogs girls volleyball, hopefully win another county championship. Yes. So, all right, I think that is it for us now here at the Bulldog Hour. We appreciate everyone tuning in and watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Please like and subscribe to those sites so you can always get our updates. And if you're listening to this after uh, the broadcast on the podcatcher, we appreciate you downloading and catching up with us uh, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and be back here in one week's time as we recap the game against Manhattan Township and look ahead to the District 3 6A playoffs. So for Wilson Football and Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. And remember, until next time, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson Football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.